0: If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's Will? You get rich quick! Land on the line, let the game again. everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick, this is my lucky day.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a boatload. I say boatload because I'm so tired of being stuck in my house that just <laughs> the idea Of being anywhere but here right now, like being on a boatload of ideas, riding down the river of my mind. Sure. That sounds good. So appealing to me right now. Talking to your mic, Noel? Yeah, this is Noel. I don't know what's going on here, man. I don't know. We're, you guys, we're struggling with our setup. (laughs) Anyway, guys, this is a show where uh, uh, Noel and I come together once a week over a single topic. From said topic, we come up with a boatload of ideas. We ride them down the Internet River, the ocean of audio waves. Wow. To deliver them right to your dry dock. (laughs) And when we bring you these ideas, we don't charge you for them. There's no loading fee, no lading fee. We give them to you guys. We say a gift from our country, from our banana republic. And uh, you take them, and you get really rich with them. And then once you get rich, (laughs) once you are crazy rich, once you are beyond the pale wealthy, uh, you think back. To those days in quarantine where you had nothing to do but try to figure out what you were going to do with all your time. And you're like, I had this weird inspiration to uh, invest in poop. <coughs> poop on a stick to keep people away from me. I had weird ideas about creating a, a, a suit made of six-foot knives to keep people away from me. And uh, where did I get that? At? I remember I was listening to Josh and Noel on Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And then when you remember that, you go, I got to give back to the people that helped me get started. And what do they do, Noel? After you realize where your inspiration came from, where
2: I'm going to cut to the chase it came from us, uh, you say, hey, I can't just let this sit. I can't let this wrong be unrighted. I owe them something, and what you owe us, we make it simple, 10% of everything you made while you got rich, tithe us, not your poor money, not the money you made when you were flipping burgers before you got rich. We just That's want right. the don't money. not want any of your $15 an hour. No. We just want the money you got getting rich from our idea.
1: That's it. We're owed some money, by the way. Oh, yeah. A lot of money from a lot of people. I I just saw something in my Insta feed for a collapsible pole that extends up to six feet long, and they call it the safety stick. Okay, And you basically, when you're not sure if people are keeping their, their distance from you, you extend your pole, and boom, there it is, six feet. Yeah. I think we're owed money by those guys. I bet we are. I mean, what's the chances that, what, two weeks? Yeah. After I say the idea, I suddenly see an ad for it? No, they just keep popping up right after we say them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It also goes to show you how little it takes to make our ideas happen, guys. Exactly. Quick turnaround time. Yeah. Quick, quick turnaround time. There's something else I saw that was uh, uh, clearly uh, uh, a ripoff of our ideas. Also ahead of the game like we are uh i saw a whole article um i don't remember where but it was some major newspaper whole article about how there's an uptick in ticket sales at drive-in movie theaters yeah huh funny funny how that works huh it kind of shows how we have our finger on the pulse of
2: the financial nation
1: yeah it's true world i should be more right with that um Anyway, Noel, yeah. I haven't spoken to you other than a couple quick tests, texts, yeah, rolling back and forth and uh how you doing, man?
2: Yeah, I'm doing all right,
1: you know. Uh
2: we are theoretically trying to get ready for this baby uh with what we can do in this apartment. Um we're having some problem getting some furniture delivered. Uh mm-hmm. So hopefully the baby doesn't mind. They have no furniture. They also have no room at this point because we had to cancel construction. Right. Um, but uh, theoretically, we've got a couple weeks left and uh, Nan went to the doctor this week and uh, was told that she's actually a centimeter dilated, which could hold off for weeks. So it still could keep us on the same schedule, but it also could mean that uh, anytime her body decides to kick in a high gear,
1: could be right now. Well, when uh, I last saw her time. in person, uh, uh, over a month ago, uh-huh. she was ready to get that thing out of her right then and there. Oh, this has so- not gone away.
2: <laughs> she is ready to be not pregnant.
1: Yeah. I, I, the last month and a half, mm-hmm. uh, for most mothers, it seems like they're way over it at that point. Oh yeah, the 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 joys and the you know the surprising. Things that happen during pregnancy and all those things that sort of keep it interesting—they're fucking done. Oh they're sure, just want it out. Yeah. Well, and you know she's had a rough row of it the whole time anyway, right? right? The
2: baby's done great, but it—it it has really taken its toll on her. She's been mm-hmm. nauseous. She's still nauseous a lot. She has heartburn constantly. Uh, if there's a symptom, she's had it. 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 She's. She's had a a tough time uh she, she is yeah. ready for it to stop uh the the baby's getting uh big though it you can actually start feeling like body parts and stuff when
1: the baby's That's moving creepy. around you touched it's little little nut sack by accident
2: <laughs> we don't know if it's a boy or a girl
1: you grab it and go what the hell is that <laughs> it's not its hand yeah it's not its fu- what the oh my god <laughs> yeah
2: if it's a girl they've got nuts <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have nuts. They're just on the inside. Yes. Um. It's funny you bring that up because uh, I have something as part of our topic today. Just an aside. huh. I mean, it's a little late for it, but I, I, you know, I have a potential cure. Okay. For pregnant women who are constantly nauseous. Oh, where were you? Yeah. Well, I, we. Why didn't we do this topic earlier? Um. And it's fitting that you're talking about your pregnant lady. Yeah. You're pregnant. Would you know I mean she's not your wife. What do you call her? Do you My call partner. her your partner. Yeah. Partner? Yeah. Your, your pregnant partner. Yeah. But are you guys really equal? Uh yeah, we're partners. Yeah, you sure you're not like 70/30 in favor of you? <laughs> in favor of me. If anyway, it would go the other direction. Hmm. I'm not so sure about that. I've been watching Mrs. America. Uh-huh. And I I think, you know, more and more I agree with Phyllis Schlafly. What what is Mrs. America? That is, do you know who Phyllis Schlafly is? Do you remember Phyllis Schlafly? So Phyllis Schlafly, so back in 1972, 234, there was what was uh, seemingly going to be an amendment to the Constitution uh, for equal rights for women. It was called the ERA. You Mm -hmm. may have heard about it. Um, everybody was for it. Well, not everybody, but most states were for it, Republican and uh, uh, Democrat and otherwise. And then suddenly this woman, Phyllis Schlafly, who was this uh, uh, apparently extraordinarily smart uh, but classic housewife, mother, um, uh, uh, trophy wife to a wealthy, older lawyer um, in, in Illinois, uh decided that her cause celeb Mm -hmm. after having run for congress a couple times and losing in illinois that her cause celeb was going to be uh stopping the era from being ratified
2: I, i think i've seen this woman before
1: yeah and uh she did it she got many states to change their votes uh, Republican senators to change their minds, Republican governors to change their minds, um, and the ERA has never been ratified. Uh-huh. Even though at that time that was the last, seemingly last best chance for it to happen. And it seemed like it was going to be like a no brainer. Like it wasn't even considered controversial initially. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was like, yeah, sure. And Phyllis Schlafly managed to make it into a major controversy. Um uh, but, you know, watching this, you know, going back to the time in the seventies mm-hmm. when, uh, women were still to a degree, uh, at home in the kitchen, having babies more so uh, than now. Yeah. Doing all the, doing all the housework, uh, like they should be is <laughs> all I'm saying. No, I'm not. I don't mean that really, but anyway, you should watch it. Okay. Wh- where, where uh, is it? It's on, uh, do you have Hulu? Yeah. FX on Hulu. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mrs. America. I think it's five or six episodes in. Okay. It's really well acted. It stars Kate Blanchett as Phyllis Schlafly, um, Rose Byrne as, uh, 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 why can't I remember her name now? Famous feminist, Ms. Magazine. Uh, anyway, those people. Okay. All those people. A lot of famous people, good actors and actresses in it. Or they're all actors, really, in my book. Oof, all right, let me get out of this <laughs> hole I just dug myself. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, 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 fitting yes. that you're talking about pregnancy because a woman can't get pregnant Mm-mm. without the subject, without our topic this week. hmm and that topic is Noel. Our topic this week is sperm. How to get rich quick with it? How to swim your way to the top of financial freedom? I'm glad you said sperm. Uh huh. You were originally considering not saying sperm. I've, I saying mean, in my mind, was I was like, it, it was it was going to get edited out of all. It cut from all the
2: carriers people. That I don't know carriers.
1: what made you think that. I don't know. Too much time sitting around doing nothing. Maybe. Maybe. I think so. You know, if we would called it like jism or cum, mm-hmm. maybe, sure. But I feel like you know, sperm. What's that's just like what it is. It's medical. There's nothing wrong with that. It's medical. It's it's you know, it's proper name. It's scientific. Scientific.
0: <laughs> wow. And we are
1: nothing if not two great scientists. That's right. Discussing a topic that we are both well versed in. Yes, tukonomics. <laughs> anyway Noel, yeah sperm yeah how are you gonna get rich with it i'll
2: tell ya. you you guys do. so you know uh i started looking into where is the money in sperm right um and the first thing that when i when, when you think of sperm industry right uh, the first thing I go to is the sperm bank industry, because that's the only thing I could think of to go to. Well, what better place to deal with a financial matter than at a bank? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, the sperm bank industry is a $4.33 billion industry. That's crazy. I know. Globally. Uh, it was expected to expand 3.3% a year. Uh of all that money is uh, spent in the good old U.S. of A. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, you know, this is a before prediction of -hmm. growth. Uh, Surely, corona must have derailed these predictions, right? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, either do I. Maybe not. Because it turns out that one of the biggest drivers in the growth of the industry is obesity rates. Uh, obesity is one of the major causes of low sperm counts in men and infertility in women and men. Uh, And right now, coronavirus time, we're quarantined. All anyone is doing is eating and eating and eating and eating and figuring out new things to cook and carbon it up and uh, eating sweets and cakes and pizzas. And that's how we're measuring our life right now.
1: I imagine having a lot of sex, too. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling there's going to be a generation of children that are going to be called, like, the Corona babies. Maybe. I hope my baby's born just early enough to be all their bosses.
2: <laughs> 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 um, so, so right there, uh, you're looking at, One of the biggest drivers of growth in the industry uh, is driving up right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Another major cause of male infertility is uh, drug and alcohol abuse, Mm -hmm. right? And you can't pick up a newspaper or turn on the radio without hearing how alcohol consumption uh, in COVID NYC has gone boomtown. Uh, According to the article I read, it uh, is up. 55%. And here's something I read, which I have a hard time believing, but it says that 38% of people are drinking while working from home.
1: That's over a third. That that seems crazy to me, but I could also see it being possible. I mean, you know, in the afternoon while working, having a glass of wine or a beer or something like that, Mm mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure some people do that. I certainly, you know, I'm sure it's all the same people who, when they are normally working from home like late at night and they're off the clock but still doing work, are having a drink while they're doing it or smoking a joint or something like that. That's true. Maybe that is more an indicator that working from home
2: erodes regular working hours than necessarily people are starting to drink at 9 in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think they're drinking at 9 in the morning, but
1: they may be having a beer at like 4 in the afternoon. Okay. Or 3 in the afternoon. Or, yeah, they don't start till noon. And then they work till they 9. Work till, you know, 6, seven, eight, nine, or they do it in shifts and breaks, you know? Yeah, maybe. Especially if they're dealing with kids and stuff like that. That's true. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are not working their sort of normal hours. A lot of people I know who are still working and they're working from home... uh uh Especially people who are like designers and coders. um, Yeah, they're like sleeping till 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they'll wake up in time for their first meeting. And then they'll work from that point on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, But no matter how you slice it, between the obesity, between the the uh, alcohol consumption rise, uh, between the people that are just. Really doing some serious nesting and, and like, then decide, hey, it's time. We got to do this, right? Um, we have to rebuild the world. However however you slice it, uh, I don't think that we're going to get that uh, coronavirus slump. Or if it is, it's extremely temporary and it's going to be followed by boom time in the sperm bank industry, right? Yeah, it probably. Is, it is a bear market. It's it's bear sperm. Peak bear sperm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh not bear, bull. It's bull sperm. Bull sperm. Bears down. Bulls up. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's peak bull sperm market right now, guys. Uh huh. Uh so that's what you want to get into. Uh and, and
1: not bull sperm specifically. Not no. like the sperm of like a the bull. bull market. Yeah. Like Just the so one down understand. on Wall Street,
2: uh, so you want to get in on this market, right? Uh, and there's a lot of big players. There's a lot of big, you know, pharmaceutical corporations in there. Uh, how are you going to get in? How are you going to make your mark? Well, you're going to do to the sperm industry what Uber did to transportation, right? You are going to democratize. The market, right? Um, you're gonna make it easy for people to donate sperm. You're gonna make it easy for people to shop around for sperm. You're gonna cut the margins you take on that sperm, and uh, and basically what you're gonna do is you're gonna make. I'm I'm calling it Schmeg's list. Uh, <laughs> Which was really the democratizing of of, uh, classified ads, right? Uh, And you're going to let people put ads out advertising their sperm. Uh, You're going to send them quick and easy kits. They don't need to go into a big office. They're working from home. You're telling me they can't fill a jug of sperm from home? They can. Mm -hmm. They can. You're going to send them special thermoses, and they do their business into it. And uh, it's all mail order, right? They arrange for their doctors on the other end. Uh, they vet their donors the way they want, right, if they want to pay less and not necessarily get a doctor. But you know what? You can still get a do- Well, maybe not a doctor. Doctors are doing pretty good right now. But uh, this crisis... The financial impact of it, suddenly we have a dearth of highly educated white collar people that have mortgages and have no jobs because their companies are disappearing
1: faster than we can shake a stick at them. And have tons of good sperm backed up. Backed up. Backed because up. They didn't think about who they were going to uh, uh, quarantine with. Didn't think of that. They're, or
2: they're quarantined with someone. In an unhappy situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, No matter what, they're going to love filling up this jug. Uh, You're going to make money. You're going to take a small percentage on each. It's going to be a buyer's market. Uh, You're going to help them out because this will suddenly become a much more affordable activity for them. Mm -hmm. And you are going to benefit from this bull sperm market, peak
1: bull sperm, more than anyone else. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I like it a lot. Yeah big, big money in that. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you really quickly. So this is the thing that I want to something I found out. Uh, uh, and, and you know, you should have been doing this with your partner prior to, you know, you're late in the game now is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. But if she's still feeling nausea, um, this could be, uh, very helpful to you. So, uh, a psychologist named Gordon Gallup at SUNY Albany, um, who specializes in human reproductive competition and behavior, uh, has theorized that expectant women become ill and vomit because their bodies are rejecting the sperm's genetic material as something foreign and unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he presented this idea at the 2012 Northeastern Evolutionary Psychology Society and he suggested that women can build up their immunity by ingesting the sperm of their father essentially what? like a vaccine just constantly ingesting the sperm to build up uh 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 and so instead of their body rejecting the dna yeah right it's becoming accustomed to the dna and then therefore they won't get sick anymore okay So basically what he's saying is women should be giving blowjobs and swallowing while they are pregnant if they're getting particularly sick Mm -hmm. from it. So, uh, you know, just think how different this pregnancy would have been (laughs) for you had you had this information eight and a half months ago. Yeah, it would have been at least better for one of us. <laughs> I think for both of you. Uh-huh. She would have been, you know, she probably would have been sick for a while for the first few weeks, like she was anyway. Yes. Um, but then she would have built up, you know, she would have just had the cyst in there. She would have built up a tolerance to it over time. And then she would have been so much better. If there's truth in advertising, for sure. Yeah. Well, that wasn't an advertisement. It was a, a theory. Okay. That I I like that theory. (laughs) Anyway, Noel. So I did a search, and what I like to do when it's something like this is sometimes I'll put in, like, you know, I'll do a type in, like, you know, incredible facts about, in this case, sperm. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I did that, you know, a bunch of stuff popped up, and it was sort of like, okay, that's not particularly incredible fact that they're giving me. But then one thing that popped up that caught my eye was uh, 10 myths that everyone's heard about sperm. Okay. And it claimed that the myth, that it is a myth that sperm and cum is good for you, health-wise. Ah. And I thought that was crazy, because we all know um, that it's super healthy, So I looked it up, and (laughs) uh, semen Uh is composed of vitamin C, Mm -hmm. zinc, tons of protein. Um, So it's super healthy for you, right? It's got uh, 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 no—unless the person is particularly fucked up on some drugs or anything like that. It's, you know, drug-free, and it's antibiotic-free, and it's all those good things, and it's super healthy. Um, But what this person said— Said the reason it's negligible is because you'd have to ingest more than 100 ejaculates to see any nutritional benefit from it. And I was like, Oh yeah, okay. So the standard, apparently, the standard amount of ejaculate that comes out uh, uh, from a from a man mm-hmm. uh, averages about a teaspoon. Okay, which I was surprised. I thought it would think it would be more than that. Okay. But they said a teaspoon and I'll go with it cuz I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. Um uh and I was like, "Wow, 100 ejaculates to see any nutritional benefit from it." That's uh that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And then I started thinking though, but wait a second. Is it Is it really? Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager, I could do that in a day. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Um, and I looked up and I saw, saw that teen boys masturbate depending on where they are in their teenage years. Yeah. Uh, in their late teens, they masturbate on average twice a day. Okay. Uh, in their mid-teens, three times a day. Uh-huh. And when they first discover masturbation between 12 and like 14, uh, it can be four to six times a day. <laughs> okay. Which seems about right to me. Yeah. I, have to be yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you were like uh, at that age, but, you know, every chance I could, I was tugging on it. Sure. Um, and then I was looking up, well, what about adults, right? And uh, it seems like men on general average uh, uh, seven times a week. Okay. Um. <clears throat> But I was looking and I found out that masturbating frequently uh, can significantly reduce a man's risk of prostate cancer. Uh huh. And according to the research, which came from Harvard University, uh, men who have 21 or more orgasms per month could cut their odds by up to 33% of getting prostate cancer. Oh, wow. That's fucking huge. That's dude. significant. Yeah. That is a significant number, 33%, a third cut of uh, of the odds of of, of getting uh, getting prostate cancer by master, from masturbating. So men should be, adult men should be having an orgasm, even if they're only having it two or three times a week, they should be upping it no matter what for their own health. Sure. And I was like, there are a lot of men in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, We are coming to, I mean, we're seeing it now, just the how how uh, uh, fragile our food supply chain is in this country. um, By the fact that in this pandemic, they're now talking about shutting down. uh, uh, Big meat processing plants because people are getting sick there in droves. You know, you have these towns that are all supplied with jobs by like a big Tyson Mm -hmm. uh, chicken processing plant where three or four hundred people work. And then suddenly the next thing you know, 60 people get sick in the plant and then they go out and spread it to other people in their towns, their wives, their children, their grandparents, their parents, et cetera, et cetera. And suddenly you have these small rural towns with maybe a thousand people in them and half of them are getting the Corona, the COVID. Yeah, 19. Um, It also disrupts when this happens. You get these massive disruptions because these these processing plants now have to shut down for anywhere from two to five days to do a mass cleaning and then get inspected by the FDA. Uh huh. Right. So then you get these people like we had with toilet paper. Now, if you go to the supermarket, you can't find chicken anywhere because people are hoarding chicken. Right. So we've talked about alternative food sources before we've talked about plant-based we've talked about bugs but why not come yeah so you are going to become a cum farmer you are going to use those extra absorbent towels uh-huh. that people can buy you know that wick away all the moisture you're going to give them to all the teenage boys, boys in America, mm-hmm. all the adult men in America, and then once a week they're going to mail them in to you, you're going to moisten them, wring it out cuz all that stuff is in there, it's just dried. It's like eating, you know, we know frozen or freeze-dried food has much more uh uh, uh has or should say retains uh most all of the uh uh nutrients, uh, nutritional qualities of a food. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to do the same with these cum rags. Um, you're going to moisten them. You're going to milk them out. You're going to process them, and they're going to become cum burgers. Okay. They're going to become jizz steaks. Sure. They're going to become, uh, you know, chicken littles. Whatever you want to call them, they're going to become that. It's going to be the new meat. Yeah, Yes, Yeah, Getty. And you're like, oh, Josh, that's ridiculous. No one's going to want to, like, eat cum like that. Well, I think you're wrong. Because in my research, I found that there is a cookbook uh-huh. by a gentleman by the name of Foti Fotenhauer, uh-huh. and it's called Natural Harvest, a Collection of Semen-Based Recipes. Okay. On the cover is a flan. Oh. <laughs> um, and on the inside of the flap, he says, like fine wine and cheeses... The taste of semen is complex and dynamic. Wow! Semen is inexpensive to produce and is commonly available in many, if not most, homes and restaurants. And I thought about that, just as an aside. Uh I mean, I guess in theory it's available in restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) Taco Bell. You know, but it's sort of like... If they're saying if someone's coming out and going, Mm, some semen that we produce right here in house, yeah. that's gonna be a little uncomfortable. You could do semen tastings though. Yeah. Like you could have the line cooks all jack off in a cup and they're from all different nationalities and you can be like we have Mexican, we have American, we have you know, semen from Washa from a vegan from Washington State. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so many options to to go with this 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 sort of come farming concept. That it's uh, unbelievable. Anyway, Noel, that's my idea. Yeah, that's great. There's got to be money in it somewhere. Oh, everywhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got some money on your face. Um, <laughs> you guys, if you want to uh, say, guys, that idea was so good. I can't wait till I'm rich to give you money. You can do it today. You don't have to wait. You can go to radiofreebrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the sponsor button. And half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, keeps the servers humming, and uh, the ideas flowing. If uh, if you don't want to give us our money now, you want to wait till you're rich, that's fine. But you can still give Radio Free Brooklyn money. You don't have to wait for that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and right there from the main Radio Free Brooklyn page, if you hit the pledge button, you can pledge an amount, all that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, not a nickel goes to Joshua, You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 organization, and you get to know that uh, you're a good person, right? Um, if you want to get involved in other ways, you can uh, download the app, Android or iOS, and you can listen to the station on the go, and there's archives for all the shows on there available, uh, you can also subscribe to the newsletter radio free Brooklyn uh, you guys we are still I think we're in the waning days at this point of our drive to five campaign uh, radio free Brooklyn's about to turn five years old and we're trying to raise some money to become more self-sustainable our uh, our our main source of income has collapsed under the quarantine so um, we we need your money right so you can go to the RadioFreeBroken.com, there's all sorts of ways you can participate and uh, basically different ways to give us your money. Um, and there's T-shirts you can buy designed by different artists. Just give us some money. Guys, We if you like the sh- station, if you like the shows, if you like us, uh, help us continue to do this, right? Um, and and uh, Another great way we're trying to stress right now, while you're at home, while you're ordering everything because you don't want to leave and go outside... Uh, You can go either to Radio Free Brooklyn and hit the Amazon link there or you can go to Amazon Smile and look up uh, the different places that you can uh, donate to and you can order anything that you're going to order anyway on Amazon including if you're getting Whole Foods delivery Uh, and you can do it through Amazon Smile for Radio Free Brooklyn and we get a small little piece of that. Uh, but all those small pieces add up, and uh, might be enough to, to do the trick. Uh, you guys, we just gave you a lot of spiels. And I'm sure you're reaching for your wallet, you're sweating, you're writing checks, you're cashing bearer bonds out so you can give us some money right now. But uh, as thanks, Josh scours the internet for other ways for you to get rich. This week our topic is sperm. We give you lots of ways to get rich, but Josh, he, not enough, he wants to find more ways, hopefully not as gross, uh, for you get even more rich. So, uh, Mr. Josh, please, take it away.
1: The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn.
0: So, Robert Kroc, after attending a Japanese trade show, had the idea to turn rubber bands into a colorful fashion accessory. So, Robert had the idea to add some color and turn them into shapes like this, and then sell them. Turns out, school kids loved wearing these bracelets. During their peak, this company Silly Bands was selling over 1 million packs of these colorful bracelets every single week. Wow. And that's when things got really interesting, because schools started to ban silly bands, saying that they were distracting students, so this brought in a whole new wave of free PR for the silly bands company. And this made kids want silly bands even more, because now it's kind of like you're trading silly bands on the black market during recess. So, Silly bands made something like two hundred million dollars in their best year, so I guess it's not so silly for Mr. Robert.
1: There you go, guys. Silly bands.
2: Yeah, and there w- wasn't there something crazy that came out about them when they were out that they were being used for sex somehow. Like
1: what? Yeah, no, I haven't heard I any if of that. it was
2: like they were being traded for. Yeah, I don't think it was real. It was another one of those like you know crazy, watch
1: out for vodka tamponing or whatever, right? Uh, Uh, Was it kids trading with other kids for sex or was it it, like adults trading with kids for sex? It was
2: either like trading
1: or it was like different signs of what you're willing to do. Oh, so like Like sort of the the children's version of uh, uh, the handkerchief in the back pocket. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. I
2: forget which it was, but there was something ridiculous about those things.
1: Yeah, I I'd not heard that, and I didn't see, I mean, I didn't really do much research on it, just found that, and I was like, oh, but I could see that happening, you know, especially with kids having sex at, like, you know, 11 and 12 years old now. Yeah, and that one's already been done, but guys, you know, grab a paperclip and market it and and make
2: paperclip bracelets.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, you can make it. That's The point is it's inspiration, guys. Yeah. It's not about you going out and doing silly bands, too. No. Or maybe you could do Silly Bands, too. No one does Silly Bands anymore. There's an entire group of 8- uh, 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 to 12-year-olds out there now that are sitting in quarantine that are just waiting for the next big thing that they can virtually trade, maybe. Sure. I mean, that's what Silly Bands did, which is the same thing Beanies Baby did. Once they got popular, they started doing, like, rare additions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which really jammed up the uh, 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 desire for their product. Sure. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. Sperm. How are you going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right oh. now. Uh, Ism. Yeah. Jasm. Uh,
2: so I'm willing to bet that this topic this week was inspired by a text I sent Josh. Uh, and it was an article I had found online. Of a vegan mum claims she can boost her immune system to beat coronavirus by drinking sperm smoothies, right? Um, And basically, it is uh, a woman in the UK, 32, uh, reckons ingesting her boyfriend's sperm every day uh, through smoothies that she's making uh, will see her through the pandemic, keep her clear of the COVID. Um. And it goes on and on in gross detail about her her smoothies and her regime and how she thinks it's not just good for covid
1: but for everything isn't it a little weird that she's eating that as part and as a vegan yeah <laughs> I mean humans are animals right yeah. we are considered animals i mean I guess we're 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 we can choose whether we're giving up part of ourselves or not versus a a a I don't know. I just I, it doesn't seem like a sperm is vegan. Yeah, you're right. Don't tell okay. her,
2: because uh, she's 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 knocking these back in uh, in her smoothies
1: every day. I know. We should start selling them at Juice Generation. Mm-hmm. The Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel Sperm Smoothies. Yeah, uh, and, and I I thought that this idea was most likely
2: ridiculous. Um, but maybe there's something to it, right? Uh, and I started looking into the relationship between sperm and viruses out there. Um, and it's not necessarily a good tale, right? Um there is uh a, a whole host of viruses can be spread by sperm. Mm. Uh Zika. We all know HIV, a whole Ebola. Uh, there's talk of whether or not can coronavirus
1: be spread. Uh, it can be spread by tears. Really? Yeah. I didn't for hear some, that. When, for some people, when they uh, that at, at 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 the worst point of the illness, when they're severely sort of infected, uh-huh. they'll get conjunctivitis from it, and uh, they've found the virus uh, in the tears. Wow. Uh, those things everywhere. Uh, so, th-
2: there's, there's a complex relationship. Uh, viruses get into a lot of sperm, right? So, I was thinking, ah, maybe you can't, maybe you can't, but then I thought maybe you can, right? Because if a virus can get into a sperm, surely... An antivirus can probably get into a sperm. You would think. Right? Uh, and I started looking up into it, and it looks like I'm probably right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what could we do with this, right? There is a waiting period that you'd probably need to do of up to 60 days after someone recovers. Uh, because those viruses can still be hosted in the sperm afterwards. Um, but then after that, you're going to have some antivirus in the sperm. Uh, the antibodies, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. And, uh, and then maybe, you know, maybe you'll have, uh, if you want, you could go this woman's
1: smoothie way, but I don't know who would want to really be knocking back these smoothies. I don't know. If you think about it, it's mixed with like, you know, protein powder and bananas uh-huh. and berries uh-huh. and ice and hemp milk, you know, and a couple shots of sperm in there. You won't even notice, really. Yeah. Texturally, it's all kind of the same. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying that that's true. Uh, but but so I did read
2: something. We all know uh, that uh, in a single ejaculate amount there's like millions and millions of sperm yep right Uh, and another article I read described sperm because it was so plentiful as being everywhere and I don't think you've uh, ever read an article on the post about the about the New York subway without also seeing the statistics (laughs) of how prevalent sperm is on our subways on our streets everywhere in New York, right? So this is what you're going to do. You're not going to try to sell some weird smooth sperm smoothies. No one wants them. What you're going to do is you're going to get people who have recovered more than 60 days ago. You're going to get them to ride the subways. You're going to get them to walk the streets. And -hmm. you're going to get them to spread... They're antiviral sperm everywhere, and it, and we're gonna defeat these coronaviruses before they get on a uninfected person before they have a chance to infect it. We're gonna bring the fight to them, right on uh-huh. the subway poles. It's gonna be sperm against corona fights.
1: And I imagine if you had like a, uh, 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 an incredible microscope that you could carry around in your pocket. Yeah. You see this battle going on. Yeah. On the seat that you're sitting in. Yep. In the subway. Yep, exactly. So yeah. if you walk onto the subway and you see like a group of guys jerking off. Yeah. You don't say anything. You don't call the cops on them. No. No. You, uh, you do let them God's finish work. because they're sanitizing the subways for us. Exactly. Exactly, really? they're heroes. Um, they are heroes. <laughs> Talk about front line. Yeah.
2: So uh, you're gonna you're gonna organize this. Uh, the, many of these people are going to volunteer for it. Uh, many people might even pay you for it. Um, and they are going to help inoculate the subway system because we're going to have to eventually get back to work, and it, it, there is not going to be a vaccine by then, probably. So we're going to vaccinate New York City, right? It's already covered in sperm. We're going to cover it in healthy antibody sperm. You're going to get rich doing it. Uh, They're going to be hiring you to do it in New Delhi, in London, all over the world. Uh, And, you know, nine out of ten doctors agree. It's got to be better than injecting yourself with uh, disinfectant. So uh, get out there, do this, make some money. People are grasping at ideas right now. Let them grasp at you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'd say it'll probably be a solid 50-50 of doctors uh, agreeing, you know, uh, saying that jerking off in the subway. They might be like, you know what? Shoot yourself up with disinfectant. I disagree. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, Noel. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, okay. but women are nearly twice as likely as men to be diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. There are myriad reasons for this. Uh, some of them are uh, uh, hormonal, like uh, 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 the beginning stages of puberty, um, severe premenstrual problems, uh, pregnancy um, perimenopause and menopause. Um, interestingly, uh, there is a belief that uh, because girls typically reach puberty before boys do, they're more likely to develop depression at an earlier age than boys are. And then the reason for the, that is the actual reason for the continuation of the gender gap in this. Because they they start getting depressed earlier it holds and then it continues throughout their lifespans If that makes any sense to you sure, um, sure. Uh, As far as premenstrual goes that you know uh, uh, Many women do get depressed during uh, Their menstrual cycle, but there are uh, there is a small number a uh, percentage of women who have such severe and disabling symptoms uh, of PMS that it disrupts their lives completely and uh, it becomes what's known as premenstrual dysphoric order which is a depression that requires treatment okay um, yeah. uh, uh, but of course the biggest one is general life circumstances in the culture that women grow up in sure um, unequal power and status Uh, Work overload, uh, because many women, they work a regular job and then they also have to do the bulk of the housework and dealing with the kids and such. Uh, Not an equal uh, splitting of time with that, even though they're doing an equal amount of work outside of the home. Uh, Sexual and physical abuse, where women are much more likely than men to experience sexual abuse in particular, um, but also physical abuse by... Whether it be partners or parents or, you know, family members, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And that's pretty depressing for most people to hear that. Yeah. It's a pretty shitty thing to have to deal with. Well, a study back in 2002 that showed that women who were directly exposed to semen were less depressed. Um, the researchers concluded that this was on account of mood-altering hormones in the semen being absorbed through the vagina. The chemical profile of se- semen has over 50 different compounds, um, uh, including hormones, neurotransmitters. Because you got to remember, every sperm is the RNA, the building blocks of a person. Yeah. Uh, are transmitted in every sperm. Sperms are in themselves weirdly like a virus, right? They go in, they they hit onto the egg, they penetrate the egg, and then they just basically release all of the RNA in there, and uh, 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 start to create this living thing. Yeah, you know, that, you know,
2: one of the uh, uh, things I had read when I, in my last point, which was about um, you know the using it as an antivirus, is uh, another big cause of infertility amongst men is that their own body attacks the sperm like it's a virus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
1: they're like one. Not unlike uh, uh, women's bodies who attack it like uh, uh, it's a foreign subject and it makes them sick all the time while they're pregnant. And so men, too, may need to, uh, to, to help with their sperm count and viable sperm may need to, uh, uh, ingest more sperm. (laughs) There you go. You just doubled your market for your, for your (laughs) idea. Exactly. Uh, so you have an immune, uh, the most striking compounds though in, uh, in sperm or in, uh, 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 semen is, uh, a bundle of mood enhancing, uh, chemicals, cortisol, which we all know uh, increases affection estrone which is a mood elevator prolactin which is a natural antidepressant oxytocin which we've talked about many times on this show uh, is a mood elevator big time mood elevator Uh, thyrotropin releasing hormone which is an antidepressant melatonin which is a sleep inducing agent and we all know that a good night's sleep helps with depression and serotonin okay which is a major antidepressant neurotransmitter so this is what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. and it goes back to the whole cum farming thing (laughs) you're going to sell uh, freeze-dried sperm that women can keep Uh and monthly they can just add a little water bring those little wigglers back to life shoot them just into their vaginas you know they can they can take a uh can, can't uh, it go an any other way d- in they couldn't tongue? rub it under their armpit or something like that or any well, other it's kind of absorbent said it's being absorbed through the vagina they could maybe like hold it under their tongues okay um they could possibly put it in their eyelids it would definitely have to be some place where there's sort of an absorbent layer uh like an epithelial layer uh uh well, that's what we're saying, armpits. Of, uh, Aren't armpits, uh, like, super absorbent? What's that? Aren't armpits super absorbent? That's why I was saying no, armpit. I'm not sure about that. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if the skin is, you know, people like to say that the skin is super absorbent, but I don't think it really is. Uh-huh. It's there to repel. You know what I mean? It's a safety net. Or how about, like, a patch? Maybe you could do a patch. Sure, you could do a semen patch. Why not? Let's just say you do a semen patch. Uh-huh. So yeah, so there you go. You'll have your semen patch tacked on your arm and you will be happy for or the rest sock. of your life. So there you go. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I, you know, you could also do it as a suppository, a suppository a sock. Yeah. Uh sock. Yeah. You could have on their socks. On their socks. Yeah. And then beat someone with it? What? No. I don't know what you're talking about on their socks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys, if you want to
2: reach out to Josh and explain to him what I meant, you can get in touch with him on Twitter
1: at GRQ Josh uh, You can email him at GRQ with Josh and at gmail.com. You can get him on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh
2: uh, you can go on iTunes or anywhere where you can get a podcast nowadays and you can subscribe, rate, review. And if you only listen to us in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days for everyone else. You can get there a little early and listen to Art Star Scene right before us and stick around afterwards and listen to The Circuit. Uh, either way, no matter how you listen to us, Tune into Radio Free Brooklyn at some time. There's a lot of good stuff going on, and you're going to find some stuff that you like. You know what I found out this week? Uh, so everyone out there, give some good vibes his way. Uh, do you know the show Black and Blues? Do you know Bob? I don't know Bob, but I know of the show yet. Uh he, he is recovering from coronavirus. And oh, he no. Is, but he's uh, recovering. Elderly. Oh. So And has health problems. So everybody oh. send some good vibes Bob's way. Um. You know, you got some coin in your pocket right now, you're wondering, what am I ever going to do with all this money other than give Josh and Noel their money? Don't worry, Josh got your back. He's got you covered. Mr. Josh, please take it away. That
0: money.
3: Today, we're answering the question: How do the Google founders spend their billions? Between the executives, they have eight private jets total. Their first acquisition was a Boeing 767-200 from Qantas in 2005. The plane was purchased by the founders for $15 million. The pair then spent another $10 million converting the aircraft into an actual private jet. According to local publications, the converted Boeing had two staterooms, a shower, a dining area, 15 first-class seats, and a lounging area. Numerous acquisitions followed, and Google even built its own airport. The occasion arose when San Jose's airport was looking to release a 29-acre facility on its airstrip into the construction of which it invested near $82 million, in addition to a lease agreement of $3 million per year over 50 years with the city of San Jose. Aiming to use it for its own executives, the private terminal is also made available to other business jets that land in San Jose's airport. The benefits for Google's founders are also clear. Whereas most Fortune 100 executives operate a corporate air department in some fashion, operating your own airport near your base of operation is a luxury that few billionaires around the world can ever get,
1: regardless of the cost. There you go, guys. The Google guys have their own airport.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, I misheard something uh, near the beginning of that. Uh, I'm not sure what they actually said, but I heard them say it has two steak rooms. That's what I need. I need to be so rich. I have a steak room, a room just for steak.
1: You and your partner each get your own room for your steak. Yeah. Yeah. It may very well. They may very well have said steak rooms. I think you said state rooms. Uh, Okay. That makes more sense. But I like the idea of a steak room. So do I.
2: You guys, uh, we know our ideas are fantastic, and they're guaranteed to get you rich. How do you know that they're as good as we do? How do you know that they're good enough to, you know, empty out your bank account, spend your kid's college fund, uh, borrow on credit cards against them? It's because Josh scours the Internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge schemes scheme spy. Josh, where do they come from this week?
1: Uh, today's rules are 10 golden rules to get rich right now. Yeah. Uh, Number one, Noel, save, save, save. That's right. Save, save, save
2: in a container that you mail into someone else on uh, Schmeg's list. You make money, they make money,
1: everyone's happy, and everyone's got their babies. Uh, Number two, uh, surround yourself
2: with people better than you. That's right. Surround yourself with people better than you. Uh, on your farm, right? Let them go into rags, rehydrate those rags,
1: make some burgers. Right, wow. Make some burgers, the come possible burgers. Yeah. Um anyway, Noel, 2 for 2 we're definitely getting rich, so once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>
0: When I came back Gonna get rich quick This is my lucky day